It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is Archery Unfiltered, where I, Wendell Souza, cover California archery events and what it takes to make you a better archer. What's up, AB? Roger that. How you doing, playboy? Good, good, good. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. Coming through loud and clear. Perfect. <sighs> Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Um, I am currently on the road with Alan Burnetta, and we are headed down to Fresno, California for what I call my Super Bowl. <laughs> Super Bowl should be Vegas. It should be, but you're not going, so... Yeah, so... Well, the other thing that makes this Super Bowl is I'm going to be rooming with you and our buddy Zach. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, if you guys want to know who Zach is, we had him on the show at Reading, right? Yeah, he's been on a couple times. Yeah, Zach's a, a recurring guest, good friend of ours, um, outlaw shooter, you know. So... Yeah. The fact I get to room with you guys all weekend, and we get to shoot two tournaments, two indoor events, that's just, it's going to be the highlight of my uh, my indoor season, for sure. Yeah, it's going to be a good weekend. I mean, the, the wilderness shoot next week will be also a big, a good one, but it's one day. This is going to be all weekend. It's like a little mini vacation. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to be with you guys. I mean, you guys yeah. enjoy the finer things in life. You guys like beef and whiskey and shit and oh yeah yeah zach's probably beating his beef and drinking whiskey right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was trying to get adam ross to come through if adam ross comes through we'll definitely get him on the podcast yeah that's a if adam even shows up to even say hi let alone shoot would be a miracle yeah adam ross is the original creator of the carbon craft stabilizer one of my first sponsors, good friends, and a guy that we used to compete against a bunch. Yeah. He's been known to shoot 920s out of 924s. Yeah. No, he can, he, I'm going to say used to, throw down some some uh, serious scores in Outlaw. Yeah. Phenomenal he, shooter at one point. Yeah. He hasn't really shot much lately. I, th- I think I've heard that couple years. he could have shot above a 920, but he did not want to uh lose his partner or his handicap or something like that so he shot one into the dirt yeah, you can't do that anymore <laughs> what if it's an accident <laughs> even if it is an accident it's still if you're if you're if you're gonna end the day with a 920 and you put one in the dirt I think the rules state that you have to take a 10 to keep your your handicap where it would be naturally oh wow just just because no sandbagging no sandbagging they don't want they've had people in the past do stuff like that yeah so well i mean we're talking about adam right now <laughs> i mean yeah yeah you know what it should be outlaw guys if any of you ever listen to this 
Outlaw organizers, give them a fucking zero, and they don't get a handicap. Give them the worst of both worlds. It's America. You get punished for shit. That's true. You know? And you are talking to an outlaw organizer now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're a new guy. You're I'm a new, new guy. You're a new yeah. guy, so you don't got no pull. All right? No. You can just uh, suggest it, and then when they say no, say, all right, well, thank you for your time. Yeah, yeah thank you. Thank you. I don't know. If I get, we'll if take I, it to a vote. Yeah, and if Rubio's got to sit down and listen to us, I'll, I'll bring it to Rubio, and I'll earbeat Rubio until he says, all right, it's a good idea. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, man. So, Alan, how's indoor season been treating you? Indoor's been good. I fucking love shooting indoor. I love shooting indoor when things are going kind of as planned. Yeah, but even if they're not, they are at some point. Yeah, that's true. The I mean, ups and downs of indoor are a serious thing. I love it, man. This is how you. This is where you become a good shooter. Yeah, right here, you know. And then you just got to keep grinding. I know. You're, I, I guarantee you, at some point, if you're a if you're a thirty x shooter, I guarantee you, at some point, those guys are going to shoot a twenty x over and over and be like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, yeah. And then you you just keep grinding. You bounce right back. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Recently, I was trying the Kaminsky. Jake Kaminsky's got a periodization thing, right, uh, where he talks about shooting the max number of arrows. If you guys want to check it out, go to Jake Kaminsky's YouTube channel. I mean, he tries to sell you on the actual plan, but he pretty much gives it up for free right there. Yeah. Um, and so he talks about max max arrows being like a thing, right, that you strive for on certain days, but not every day. And... Uh, Combine that with I saw Chris Perkins shoot fucking 240 arrows, setting up for the Rushmore Rumble. I was like, okay, I'm gonna try for that. Yeah, that guy's that guy's something else too. Can you, can you believe that? 240 arrows in a sitting, but dude, that I couldn't do that. I couldn't do it either. I tried. Um, I've never even tried. <laughs> just a, you probably could, dude. <laughs> you just clear your schedule. I had this idea back when I was shooting like. You know, indoor. When I was an indoor bum, I had this idea where I wanted to st- hold a tournament where it was I was just going to shoot all day long, and people could come in and shoot against me for however long they wanted to, and you know, just shoot like twenty games in a day. Oh, I if I have all day, I could probably do more than twenty. What's twenty games? Is six hundred? Uh, six hundred, six hundred arrows. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I should be better at math to do that in, on the fly, but dude, you get paid like six plus figures, and you can't do that. That's six hundred arrows. Okay, I believe you. What the lower class? Three times twenty. Yeah. Three, no, two, uh, no. six, zero, zero. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, I just did the math. Yeah, it's thirty. It's thirty. Yeah. So, um, yeah, dude. Uh, seeing Perkins throw down two hundred and forty arrows in practice. Reminded me of an old post that Rio did mm-hmm. where he was getting ready for a world archery event and he had like his floor was just littered with those three spot targets. Yeah. And I think he had said he shot like 12 of them, like 12 games or something like that. Yeah. 12 games, roughly 300 arrows. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, you'll be seeing him on the tournament trail again this year. Oh, yeah, he's coming yeah. back? Yeah, he's, 
he's shooting eight to ten games a, a day. Is he still shooting for Matthews? I think so. Oh, interesting. You see uh, Chris Schaff just put up all his Hoyt shit for sale. I saw that. Yeah, pretty cool. He's clearing it out. Yeah, nothing I'm interested in buying. No, no, no. fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe an Easton hat. <laughs> yeah, only if he signs it. You know? Yeah, only if he signs it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, anyway, uh, I saw Perkins post, right? Yeah. Then it made me think about Rio, mm -hmm. and then I thought, well, shit, maybe the reason why my indoor progress is not – because I've been practicing a lot. My indoor progress, yeah, yeah. maybe it's not getting there because – I mean, it's getting there, but it's slow. It's yeah. like I, I maybe returned to like 80% of what I was last year. Um, I thought maybe it's just the reps. I mean, I just two games a day ain't cutting it, you know? And no. So uh, I upped it. I tried to do the 240. I fell short and did 150. But, dude, like, it takes me, I want to say, like, a little over an hour to do two games. Um, okay. So to do six games or five games, I was waking up. I'm waking up at 350. That's crazy. Yeah, underwear and pants on in the basement at 4. Arrows are flying at 401. Wow. Yeah, mm -hmm. dude. And even then, it's like right up to like 650. That's when I, I hit my max now is 180. I can shoot 180 arrows. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, no bitching. No bitching, dude. Um, and it does make a difference. Like shooting that many arrows makes a difference because then the next time you pick your bow up and you aim, everything's familiar, yeah. you know, and your pin float is really familiar. It becomes more predictable. I think that's where the benefit in shooting a ton is. It's not so much that you're getting stronger, but you, your pin float, the way you float on the target and the way you control your pin float becomes more predictable. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's what I'm guessing. I mean, it might be that you are developing some kind of uh, neuromusculature association pattern, whatever, but I, I truly think what it is is you just are used to that and you're breaking your shot, you know, the repetitive nature of breaking your shot. You're starting to find your timing. Mm -hmm. You're starting to look for, you know, a long time ago I had this theory that you didn't, um, you know, you, they used to talk about, oh, I got my shot. This is yeah. my shot. It's like I think really good archers don't have a shot. I think they have a couple shots. I think they have, like, a deck of cards that they can play. Yeah. You know, and the really good guys are guys that have cultivated, like, Three, like they, it all looks the same to us, but to them, it's like okay, pin float goes this way or whatever. I'm gonna break it, however mm -hmm. I break it, you know, it, you know, whatever, however they say it to themselves. It's, I'm sure it's different for everybody. Um, but I had this idea that you know they they have all these different shots. So I think what happens is when you start doing these big training sessions where you're shooting a ton, a fuck ton of arrows. You know, you start to pick up on those shots. You know, you start stripping away. The unknown starts to get stripped away. Because I think that's what catches people is the unknown in their pin float and their execution. You know? Yeah, just at that point, it's almost second nature. Yeah, yeah. And when you start, you know, weeding that shit out, you start seeing, okay, maybe I don't, maybe it's not, maybe I have six different shots, you know? And then when you start shooting, your pin float does something. You're like, okay, I know which one this one is. I know how this is going to go. I Unless know. Unless you're a puncher, then you only got one shot. Yeah, and then you just put it right there and blink. 
<laughs> all right. So the other thing I did, all right, Hans, owner of West Coast, hooked me up with a bunch of Matthews weights. Yeah. So the other thing I did was when I did the 180, or the, when I did the 150 the first time I tried, I stacked all that weight on my bow. And I was all like, it. I was, it's going to be heavy. It's going to be difficult. But God damn it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to develop some muscle here. And it, like I felt like it, dude. I was like sweaty, right? It's making me sweaty to shoot yeah. my bow. So I was like, all right, maybe I'm getting stronger. I did that for a week and a half, and then I started stripping the weight down a little bit for our practice. You know, when we uh, got together to shoot. Yep. And then I shot up a fairly decent. I shot one three hundred, followed up by a couple two ninety nines. Okay. Good X count, but. It how, don't. How so? Where's it at now compared to when you had all that weight on there? So, dude, since then. Right, I went. I went back to practicing, and then I was just. I was like starting to hold shitty again. But Kaminsky says after you do the peak day, right, expect your performance to go down a little bit. Mm-hmm. You're gonna drop your reps down a little bit. Your performance will suffer a little bit. But then what happens is it starts to climb up again. Hopefully before your event. Yeah. So ideally, the way you do these, like stagger your practice, is you do a peak day. The week before a recovery week. Yeah. And then the week after your recovery week is your tournament, right? And so um, it was the week after, you know, I shot fairly decent with you guys. Mm-hmm. And then I was just practicing by myself, and I was noticing I was struggling to, you know, keep the bow where I wanted. So I started stripping weights off the bow. And then it's just like before you know it, I was shooting like fucking four and seven ounces like four and six it was nowhere close to where i was shooting good scores and the, yeah my scores weren't any better i was just holding better yeah okay you know still sh- i was shooting very consistent 299s um and then i picked up my thumb button one day after talking to jim padilla and like we were talking about how two years ago in vegas i went and bought the true ball rave in vegas yeah and I then remember. Sh- shot the 899 and then you know did the lucky dog shot, you know, shot against Stefan Hansen and all that. Yeah. I did that all with a, a brand new release. And so I picked up the, the it, but it was a thumb button, you know. Mm-hmm. There's a certain way in my mind that if I shoot a thumb button, it's like foolproof. I picked that that up, started shooting, and I was like, damn, like this, this thing it hits middle way more than my hinge or the way okay. I execute the hinge. So then I started building the weights back up to ha- to hold good with that thumb button because I feel like the thumb button requires subtle pressure whereas like a hinge if you don't have the finesse uh, you know you're going to see it in your pin float you're going to see it in, and I'm not saying that's like for everyone this is just for mm-hmm. me because there's people out there that shoot way better than me with, they'll shoot it with a hinge Yeah, I'm sure some of those people could do it with an Evo you know oh, like yeah, a Carter sure. Evo um, it's just a matter of how they can control that finesse and it's like for me a button I can really finesse shots, not punch them, but really. We'll see. I haven't shot under pressure. so this I, In Vegas, I did punch a couple. Hey, sometimes you just got to do it. Yeah. So I'm not a puncher, though. No. No, it's not your, not your style. But, dude, you made a switch away from the click this last week. I did. Just uh, out of a whim, I, uh, uh, my buddy Jake. Gave me another uh, HPC. Uh huh. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to not shoot the click on here because I was noticing <clears throat> I could, 
you know, I could shoot the click good. I mean, honestly, it's all I've ever shot with a hinge. I've never shot no click. Uh-huh. Uh, but I've done it several different ways of how to shoot the click and, you know, click at anchor and then, you know, set up. Yeah. And then roll and then click. Like the, know, boat, I, the Bodie style? Yeah. Yeah. I should say shot IQ style. Yeah. Yeah, roll, roll the click. And uh, just recently I was noticing as I'm setting up, like, I can aim that title, like, middle. Uh-huh. Like, it doesn't leave the 10 ring. And then as soon as I start to, you know, as then I hit that click, as I'm executing, you know, my pin float's starting to get erratic. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try no click and yeah. just get it in there and just work the release. And That's from tension in your hand changing. Yeah, exactly. Is what causes that. Release hand. So, and I'm not going to say I haven't had any uh, influence from, you know, what I'm hearing with Bodie and his dad and stuff. But, you know, always keeping the release moving. Yeah. And uh, so I'm like, all right, let's just no click. Just nice because i don't i'm not a big puller i'm not i don't create a lot of tension you know i don't want a lot of holding weight you know i got a pretty non-aggressive shot Mm -hmm. so and i've always just either let up off my index finger or just kind of slowly rolled the release Uh uh-huh until it fired i think uh, levi morgan is uh similar yeah i think he talks about it Uh, he might talk about like hand manipulation more than relaxing but i get what you're saying yeah they used to call that passive but that's kind of not in vogue anymore to say passive or uh what's the other one aggressive okay type shooter yeah i'm not that (laughs) (laughs) so dude so you took the click out took the click out and now you're noticing that the your hand tension is not changing no it's a i just kind of i you know, I stay pretty, you know, as I draw the bow back, I got heavy index and thumb pressure uh-huh. on the thumb peg, get to anchor, get my dot on on target, and just, you know, just keep it there and just slowly do what I normally would do with the click, but just not have a click in it. So yeah. just easing up off my index finger, adding a little bit of pressure with my uh, my ring finger. And just letting that release roll. Dude, and Braden Gelantine used to shoot a hinge that exact way. He talked about it a long time ago. He shot a Scott Black Hole. You know what that is? Yeah, I've heard of those. I, I used to have one after I, I... He did a... I can't remember if it was a podcast or a video about it. He shot no click. He said he's too much of a basket case to shoot a click. And the person that was interviewing him, I can't remember who, but they were talking about how his... You know, when Braden sets up, he sets up really safe. Mm-hmm. You know, where he's drawing, you know, thumb on the peg. Yeah, your hands twisted. His you hands know, twisted pretty, all around. Pretty yeah. far, so you're not in da- in jeopardy of just barking one off. He'd come to anchor, and then you would see his pinky finger, like, touch the release, and then the whole release would start to go from, like, yep, 11 o'clock yep. to 3. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he was like... I just keep the release moving. He said that years ago. This is before <clears throat> Bodie was. Why he was still in his daddy's sack. Exactly, dude. Uh, you know. And and 
what I think about what Braden said in that interview, and then what Joel Turner is saying mm-hmm. now, which is all very similar. The release keeps moving. Yeah, you know. So, but there, there's definitely something to it. Yeah, I'm still very new to this no click thing, but the results I've gotten in the last I've shot four games with it. Uh huh. Now, yeah, and I've been pretty happy with yeah. the results. Yeah. Um, yeah, your X count's gone up quite X, a bit. X count's gone up. I mean, I shot some some pretty high X count this season already, but um, yeah, yeah. You know, you've had like so. It seems like you've been like ever since you got the title, you've had really high peaks, mm-hmm. and then you'd had valleys. Yeah, and it's just kind of like on any given day, you're either peaking or valleying. Mm-hmm. You know, so. I feel like I have fat peaks and valleys, dude. I have, like, a peak for, like, a week where I'm, like, I'm fucking unstoppable, dude. Yeah. And then a fucking week later, I'm, like, stripping weights off the shit. Like, like, this sucks. This fucking sucks. I fucking suck. Why do I do this? I'm just going to do hunting now. Yeah. No, I had I had some some lows uh, not too long ago. Yeah. And I think part of it was a little mental issue with that click. So, yeah, and the only way to do anything is just to, you got to overcome and adapt. Yeah. One way I like to run a click on a hinge, so with my fulcrum, Mm -hmm. I cut the fingers off of it so it's a two-finger. Yeah. And when you you run a two-finger hinge, your hand tension is usually, if you have, if you struggle with like a lot of hand tension, you'll still have hand tension. But it, there's something about having only two fingers. The the tension's like right. The weight is only on two fingers. Like once you start to relax your index finger, it's gonna go. You know. Yeah, I've never I've never shot a two finger. No, I, think I, I tried it once. I rarely get hung up shooting a two finger okay. hinge. But you know, it's got its own drawbacks. You know, when you start shooting with a lot of tension in your hands, whether your pin flow is gonna be whatever it's gonna be that day. Mm-hmm. You know. Especially if you, you know, if you do a lot of stuff with your hands, I think. Yeah. So. Yeah. Our our weekend's going to be awesome. We're driving down now to Fresno. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow, we start shooting at the spot. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah, the spot archer in Fresno is a badass little shop. They got a nice range. Very big range. Nice big range. Dude, so I have this idea... For a tournament, an oh indoor boy. tournament. Okay. Okay. It's a, it's a format that I've invented. No one take this. This is trademarked by Archery and Filtered. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, um, here is your witness. The thing is, it requires a big range. Okay. So it starts with two qualifiers, just okay. like every other indoor Vegas shoot. shoot. Yeah. Vegas target. And then, spot. Yeah. Okay. And then so every shooter then gets a number, lowest to highest, like a shoot up. Right? Mm-hmm. The two lowest guys start. Uh, at the bottom, those are so the two lowest guys start in the middle shooting against it, shoot one end, right? If they tie, or regardless of what happens, okay, if they tie, they both get to stay, okay? The, the lowest score amongst the shooters gets kicked out. After one end, the next guy joins the group, the next lowest guy. So now you have three shooters, okay? Same, same rules apply, lowest score leaves. If they tie, then it's four. 
I call it the Royal. It's based off the Royal Rumble in pro wrestling. Remember, every minute they used to, or 90 seconds, they would send in a new wrestler. I never watched wrestling. What? That shit's gay as fuck. Dude, it's it's no. a part of American culture, man. God, it's it's like soap opera. I yeah, just, I but just I mean, never we're, into it. we were kids, dude. When it was, I, I get it. It's fucking retarded, but yeah, I was. I mean, we don't watch it now. Yeah, that's what you say. I bet you watch that shit. Yeah, with I don't, a bottle of Jergens. <laughs> I don't have time for all that, dude. <laughs> I ain't got time for that. I don't got time for. I don't even have time for watching UFC and shit. Yeah. Okay, so let's go back to the format. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Top qualifier is the last guy, just like in the Royal Rumble. So, how do you lose a guy? Like, so lowest score. So, if you got four guys, right? Yeah. One guy shoots a two ninety nine, the other guy shoots thirty. Uh, I'm sorry, a twenty nine, and the yeah. other, the other three guys shoot thirties. Uh, yeah, he's twenty nine's out. out, and then the next guy comes in. Yep, at the next end, and so just theoretically, every- you could have ten guys coming in to. Yes, to run up. If the and, first and then guy, the first place guy, gets in there last, yeah. If the lowest ranked guy shoots thirties the whole time, mm-hmm. he could essentially still win it. It would be like a uh, an ex- in- intense shoot up, but it would be way faster than like a Lancaster style shoot up where you're shooting three ends, yeah, or however many ends you run your Lancaster shoot, you know. Or I don't know if it'd be faster than brackets. But I'm guessing it would be around the same speed as brackets. Okay. It could also be that, you know, you get a bunch of guys up there, and then they all fucking shoot 29s. And then what do you do? Start. If, I guess if everyone's tied at the end of one end, you just shoot again. Yeah, but if it's like, say you got 10 guys up there, they all shoot 29s except for one guy that's got a 30. Well, he yeah. stays. Next guy's up. Yeah. Then it's back to two. Okay. It could play out any number of ways, dude. The Royal Rumble was really exciting back in the 90s. Was it? Back when, you know, back, back when, when some of us appreciated the finer things in life. Well, what was I doing in the 90s? I wasn't watching wrestling, but... No, nah, see, you're too complicated now, man. Now you like expensive whiskeys. You like I don't ex- drink ex- whiskey. You like expensive camos made overseas. Tequila. Yeah, well, there you go. Tequila. Fancy tequila, yeah. Um, I'm just a simple American. Simple patriot. Simple. Simple man. <laughs> yeah. So that's my format. I call it the Royal Rumble. Okay. But if someone told me that sounds terrible, so i got to call it something else. I'm going to call it the, the unfiltered. Uh, uh, you know how the mafia used to say you go whack somebody? Yeah. So I'm going to call it the unfiltered whack-off. <laughs> and you're going to whack off the guy before you. And hopefully, if we're all oh, lucky, boy. we just whack each other off all day. <laughs> hey. Everyone's yeah. getting whacked off, and you're okay. Yeah, yeah, that's the plan. So I'm still coming up with a, you know, the name is yeah, is yeah, in the works, yeah. but the format, the format's hard as a rock, dude. I get, I give this idea about a three out of a ten, dude. The format fucks. What are you talking? That is a fucking shoot. The format fucks. Okay. I think your issue is with yes. the fact that you never watched the Royal Rumble. That's your first problem. Okay. And then your second problem is just the name. You just got an issue with the name. Well, we'll get there. All right. The format's legit. Uh, you might be better off doing it outside just because you can get more people. Yeah, a bigger spot to shoot. Yeah. Way. Yeah. I mean, it, it would work with 10. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Shit. I mean, h- how many spots are at uh, West Coast? We got 10 lanes? Mm, you could fit eight guys across. Eight, eight guys across? Eight people across is is... 
if there's two lines to be 16 pe- is the yeah. AB Invitational about 16 people right yeah 16 max that's yeah, we, the only we do have a smaller range the only problem with my format is if nobody gets eliminated and then the number of shooters you have exceeds now exceeds the number of lanes available mm. you know yeah i i could see that so anyway we'll anyway. uh we'll leave that open for yeah, we'll have to revisit this. Whoever today. wants to help me. I have another idea that's based off a jiu-jitsu tournament. It's called the High Rollers. Okay. Where uh, at this jiu-jitsu tournament, you have to smoke a joint before your <laughs> match with your opponent. It's a big deal, dude. Like, Is that like a real thing? It's a real thing, dude. And wow. it, like celebrity jiu-jitsu. Eddie Bravo runs it. Like All the celebrity jiu-jitsu guys are there. Huh. And so it's like you have to smoke a joint, right? If there's a foul incurred, there's a timeout, and both guys smoke joints. Both guys. Yeah, because one, like, one match got heated and a dude fucking hit the other guy. Yeah. And they fucking, timeout, joints for everybody. Everyone smoked a joint. The dude said they were sorry, and then they went right back to rolling. <laughs> sorry, man. <laughs> dude. So I had an idea for an event called, you know, High Roller Archery, where we all smoke J's. Yeah. And shoot 300 rounds. That'd be a tough one. It would be a tough one because no one's insurance would be cool with it. No. You know? Yeah, so we're doing this thing where we're going to get all fucked up and shoot bows and arrows. And we're going to get stoned. you got to get stoned. And that's the thing. I know some of you guys would be like, mm, I'm not going to smoke. It's like, well, sorry. It's, it's in the waiver. you got to. You have to. Part of your, your pre-registration. Yeah. So I think um, with the NorCal guys, I think Doug Rosin would probably be the coolest to be stoned with. Uh, I'm yeah. I'm gonna beg yeah, him to I take me hunting and then like just offer him free weed. I'll be like, all the finest weed, fentanyl free. Fentanyl free would be the perfect. way to go. Yeah, but I bet you Doug say some funny shit when he's high. Yeah, I wonder if he he dabbled in the marijuana. You know, being in a an ex cop. You know, he's retired now. He uh-huh. you know he's served his community. Thank you, Doug. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, he'd be cool. Who else? Um, what about Rubio? Yeah, his that was the initial name, but it's that's an easy go-to. You know, he'd be he smoked Jay in the past. He had to have not with me. <laughs> I'm not cool enough. No. <laughs> the funny thing about weed and my my uncle is that I, my great uncle on my Japanese side, not my hunting buddy uncle, but my great uncle just passed away. Uh, yeah. He's a a Japanese, old Japanese guy, right? Or was an old Japanese guy. And uh, he came to the United States, or his family came to the United States. He was born in, in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And then they were interned at this place called Manzanar. It's like the Japanese internment camp in California. You know, huh. it's where we all, like, I just got introduced to this a couple of years ago. A bunch of Japanese people go do a pilgrimage to Manzanar, and we, like, pay our respects or whatever to the Japanese that got fucked over during World War Two. Okay. Um, so after they got let out of their camp, they moved to Palmdale. They got the only job that my my great grandfather could get was in Palmdale, and it was like there was no jobs and they were just setting up communities, right? Mm-hmm. So my the Japanese side of my family is from Palmdale, or not from Palmdale, but now resides in Palmdale. Yeah. They they, they branched out, so I got family in Alabama, Palmdale, and um. And then we're, you know, in Monterey where I grew up. And then, uh, so last time I got to see my great uncle, he was like, hey, uh, Wendell, 
do you know Afro Man? <laughs> and I said, yeah, I love Afro Man. He goes, I hate Afro Man. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell? Why? I was like, one, how do you know who Afro Man is? And he goes, black people, bring all the weed to Palmdale. <laughs> Drive down the property value. <laughs> oh, shit. And I was like, dude, this is great. I got a racist Japanese uncle. <laughs> That's and then when I tried to tell him, like, oh, you know, Uncle, I don't know if it was, like, specifically Afro Man that brought all the weed here. Yeah. But, you know, and then yeah, it's he... It's a pretty common drug these days. And then he just dived right into, like, how Japanese people never ask for reparations. <laughs> and just... He was just like, we don't ask for it. Why wow. do they want it? <laughs> wow. I was like, it's different. It's not the same. So, yeah, the the Japanese racism... In my family, real funny. I love it. It's palpable. Okay. Okay. Anyway, uh, it was a long tirade out of it the way. Out of it uh, was. Let's get back to some indoor. Yeah. So high rollers. High rollers. I would like not to do. Gonna happen. If anyone wants to sacrifice their hard-earned business <laughs> to help me put on <laughs> their livelihood to help me put on a high roller tournament, it would be sick. <laughs> All right. Uh, we should get together and do that. Okay. And then the Royal Rumble idea is going to be the next one. And that one is, like, legit. That's a little more doable. That's And that one is, like, it's just a spin on what we already do. You know? I think it would be sick. And it gives the lo- the underdog the ability to win. Well, I mean, shoot-ups does the same thing. Exactly. It's just another flavor of shoot-up. Yeah. Is all it is. It's a faster shoot up. Okay. Yeah. yeah. If you're only shooting one end and yeah, you just start throwing more people in there. You see Paige's video about doing jumping jacks. Yeah. What do you think about that? I mean, it's not a bad idea. I mean, just getting your heart rate up. You think Paige does jump jumping jacks? Sure. Or push ups, sit ups, squats. She don't squat. She got a butt like mine. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and I don't squat. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Regardless. Regardless. She's still a hot tamale. Mwah. Mm. Big or small. I like it them all. Yeah. <laughs> we don't discriminate. Oh, uh, dude. So back to indoor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I've... I've uh since you've upped your practice arrow wise, yeah. I I've done the same. We've been kind of pushing each other. Yes. I very much appreciate to, that about you. Uh, is that you're a dude that I can um bounce something off of and you're like, "Well, let's both do it." And then compare. Yeah, cuz normally in the past I've only done I've my practice has been pretty short, but now it's three game minimum. Ooh, that's you good. Know, that's good. Ends up being Probably close to a hundred and to hundred and fifteen arrows. That's like good per practice session. I'm doing. I think at at a hundred arrows is where improvements made. And I I think I talked to Blake Jerome about this a long time ago, where we were talking about like how much practice is maintenance and then how much is improvement. Yeah. And I'm sure you know my number is going to differ from his because I think he's chipping away at a much finer statue there. You know. And that I'm still I'm still carving shapes out of rocks, basically. With a chisel. Yeah. 
But at this point, I mean, we've been doing this for so long that it's almost like, I mean, we've talked about it. Good shots are X's. Yeah. Bad shots are 10s. Yeah. You know, and I remember it used to be, even in recent history for me, I just want 10s, you know? Yeah, 10s aren't good enough anymore. If you shoot for 10s, your bad shots are going to be 9s. Exactly. Exactly. Got to shoot for X's. Yeah, dude. I remember that from, uh, I shot next to a guy in Vegas who was like just pounding X's. And every time he'd, He'd take a shot and it was an X, he'd like shake his head and I'm like I'm like, what are you like what are, why are you shaking your head, dude? You just shot like a twenty nine X game. And he's like, You don't get it, man. He's like, These shots they might be hitting X's, but they're not breaking the way I want them to break. Yeah. And he's like, Eventually the wheels are gonna fall off and I'm not gonna sh- I'm not gonna shoot a nine hundred. Yeah. And I was just like, Damn. That's fucking brutal. But it was true. He didn't mm-hmm. he didn't he ended up shooting a eight ninety was it 898 or something? When okay. the wheels fell off, they yeah. actually fell off for them. They're gone. So. Yeah. I've been uh, just judging my games off of X's. That's good. That's good. You know, if you're if you're shooting 25, 26, 27X games, I mean, you're you're right there. It's That makes sense, dude. You know. Blake even, uh, Blake Shrum said in like a recent uh, post that he did that he doesn't count like if he shoots a 299 28x, he still calls a 28 28x game. Yeah. He says he doesn't doesn't focus on the negatives. Yeah, you, you know? can't. You know, I get that. But I also have buddies that are like I shot a 24x game and I'm like, "Well, what'd you shoot?" They're like 294. <laughs> or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or and I'm that's that's where I'm like, "Okay, we're going to call it a 294." And not a 24x game. Yeah, you know. I mean, I mean, when you get up there like 27, 28, 29, 30, then just yeah. If yeah, if you shoot a 299 with a high x count, call it that. But uh, you know, but if you want to get better, shoot for x's. Yeah. You know who told me that a long time ago was Henry Bass. Okay. He said, uh, "Just shoot for x's." Yeah. And he said, if you score them like that, if you score X's at 10s and everything else is 9, it'll trick your brain into aiming for X's, you know? Yeah, this, this indoor season, my X count has been significantly better than last year. Yeah, dude. Well, okay. And I don't know if it's something I'm doing different or what. Don't you think it's just wisdom? Like, wisdom. Like experienced arrows in. You waste less time doing erroneous shit like you didn't play with arrows as much as you did last year you know i did switch to those victories i did i do have some some switches so yeah but you did it's not like uh but that title man it shoots so good i know you're a matthews guy you're you're a matthews made man i also shoot a title i like it yeah but matthews don't give me nothing no so um if anything that's even more of an endorsement it actually means something from me. It doesn't yeah. mean anything coming from you. No, it means a lot. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> I think you're better this year, Alan, um, for a very specific reason of how many, like, overall how many shots you've taken, how little you've changed as far as, like, you're still shooting a hinge. You're not yep. doing anything rapidly, you know, out of the ordinary different. Mm-hmm. You're still running your bar the same way that you always have. Yeah. All right. 
It's like, yeah, you're shooting different arrows, but there's not much changed on that arrow. No, you know? still still the same. 250, you know. Yeah. You see Heather's running 300 grain uh, points on her arrows? No, I didn't see that. Yeah. I watch I watch Heather's Instagram. I what she does. Yeah, it's awesome. I pay attention to. Yeah. So Yeah, so she's shooting 300s. I think Cousins was shooting like 325s at one time. Wow. He's shooting some big fucking points on his. But he's got a big draw length. Yeah. I think I could Yeah, I tried I tried lower weight. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't like him? I mean, I shot a decent game with them. I I probably didn't give them a fair enough shake, but it's too close to uh, tournament time, huh? Yeah, the two fifties have just always been been good to me. Yeah, aluminum or carbon. Yeah, dude, I this is gonna sound like another fucking commercial, but I like the I shot two seventy fives earlier mm-hmm. in the year and then switched to one twenties. They both shot exactly the same t- for me. Really? They both shot really. I left the 120s in just because I'm lazy. Okay. But the the title is pumping out different, you know, GPI or you know whatever point weights, just the same. So I'm curious if one of them was a more forgiving. Well, than the other. I'm leaving the 120s in because I feel like I've hit higher scores with the 120s, but yeah. I've also had them in longer. They they've been in since I started the uh, Kaminsky high rep program, okay. so I've put way more shots through them. What's crazy is there's something in my bale. I think I dropped a nail in there a long time ago. How do you drop a nail in your bale? So there's holes. There's perforated holes in the top. Oh, okay. And something was. Ha- I can't remember why I was holding a nail. I think I was building the backstop to mm-hmm. my my target thing and dropped it, and it went into one of those holes. Um. So I have, like, my arrow points. Also, my arrows, I'm shooting my bail so much that every so often an arrow fucking go all the way through and then into my backstop. Oops. So I have two layers of plywood back there. And uh, my points, like, my Smith Brothers points are all fuckered up. My gold tip points are all fuckered up. It sounds like you got to get a new target. Yeah, those are really expensive, dude. Well. I feel like... If I have that money that I can buy a new target, I'm probably going to buy some American-made arrows. Okay. I mean, I could. I still got to replace all my Kuyu shit now. With but if you have no, if you end up shooting your target so much where everyone's going through, you're it, really just shooting plywood. <laughs> well, wait till you see my arrows, dude. <laughs> just hammered. Yeah. But um, this traffic sucks. I know, dude. Who would have thunk? I'm hungry. We're gonna have to find some chow soon. Oh yeah. Are you still? What's your diet right now? Are you on keto? Uh, I'm not keto. No. Are you on I, the Optivia? No. I actually, I've been snacking on some of the stuff. They got good stuff for snacks mm. that are kind of lower calorie. But I'm so anti I'm the just, Optivia. I'm just trying not to be so fat. So just trying to make better choices. Good man. Yeah. I've been doing the same. I've kind of plumped up since um, Thanksgiving. I was low. I was like 180. I think I'm edging towards like 190 now. Okay. But I'm also just eating. I'm just eating more healthy shit. Yeah. So. I've been monitoring how my diet plays into like like what foods equate to what scores. Oh. Yeah. I kind of figuring out some macro macro uh, goodies for. I, I've been watching so much bodybuilding shit, dude, on YouTube that it's yeah. like it, it's all seeping into my archery. I can tell you look you look thick. I am fucking of I'm muscle. Thi- I am thick all over, baby. 
but um, <laughs> you know who Sam Sulik is? Yeah, yeah, dude. I watch a lot of Sam Sulik's videos. That guy's that guy is juicing hard. Yeah, dude. It makes me want to juice too, but I know um, the only reason why he can do it is because he's like twenty, right? At yeah. this age, if I juice, that's pretty much goodbye to the boys, right? Like my nuts are gone. Well, you don't need them anymore, anyways. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, got that one baby, so. Yeah, you got a good one. Yeah. By the way, your kid loves me. I love it, dude. I'm so glad that she likes you. She hates everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And at first, she only liked Asian people because of my mom. Well, yeah. Right? And God, then. Your mom makes good sushi. <laughs> she should. You know? Um, but. She only liked my mom. So then when I take her to the park, she'd walk up to, like, older Asian women. Yeah. And be like, pick me up. (laughs) 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 So. That's awesome. Well, bud, what do you say? You want to add anything to this? Um, Is anyone going to listen to this one and learn anything? uh, Maybe a few things. Try try something new. If you're, you're, you know, you got to experiment. You know, like I'm doing right now. No click. Just going balls in. Yeah. Tournament. Let's I've, go. I've heard it said from pros a lot, like Paige include Paige and Rio specifically. A lot of tuning for indoor is just move shit and see what, if it's better or worse. Yeah. Like move your arrow rest over, up, down, in and out. Is it yeah, better or it worse? It doesn't matter at 20 yards. Right. Uh, you're not fucking up a tune at all. No, and you're not having to remake a sight tape and, and all that. So indoors. Indoor is where you can really learn what you could do to, and Dude. see a drastic change. Paige will fuck up a tune though for outdoors too. She don't. She really don't give a that's, shit about that's a tune. true. She's going for the group. I would really like to try that, but man, it just takes time. It does. It does. When when we work all day and then try to squeeze in time to shoot, it's mm-hmm. hard to. Once you get something set up, you're like, man, that took me so long to get that set up. And I know, dude. God forbid the wife wants you to lay down some pipe, too. And it's like, God. Dude. Yeah. So what am I, a fucking robot? You know? Right. That's why the senior pro guys got it made. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I ain't got to worry about it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that might not be true. People are definitely not going to learn anything from this podcast. I think... I think uh I think uh I made like a blue chew joke about Rubio like hey you should get boner pills let's your yeah. sponsor and he's like I don't need them and I was like ooh ooh <laughs> Hey you're not that far from the senior class either I'm pretty fucking far <laughs> <laughs> How old are you Alan? 42 42? Yeah. Shit. 39. Not even close. We can have a big old rager for your 40th birthday. Yeah, that'd be cool, man. That would be cool. I'm trying to think. Of, maybe that will be where the high, where we do the high roller tournament. Hey, you never know. That would be sick. Yeah. So, let's see. Uh, shit for people to learn from this one. Just move shit and see if it works. Yeah. Did you see Archery Hooligan? I think may have somewhat mentioned our podcast. Archie and Phil. No, you have to you have to look it up and show me. Someone said what podcasts are good, and he said they're all fucking trash right now. And I'm like, yeah, dude, so that could be us. <laughs> he might be talking <laughs> about us, dude. He might be talking about Archie and Filtered. He didn't say it by name though, 
So who this knows? This isn't trash. This is this is uh this is the gold standard. This is fine listening. Yeah. I don't know. I'd like it to be, but dude. So like one thing that I like about Archer and Filtered, we hit on the the Douglas and Gillingham firing before everyone else did. Yeah, that's true. So we got on that first. But what Greg Poole did was he got him on the phone and was like, "Yeah, he has a little more pull with the he, people." He was like, "Let's talk some shit," you know. Mm-hmm. And that's where you know, that's where it gets good. They were both still very. I like Tim Gillingham because he's he'll say a little more. He'll fly off the handle a little bit. Yeah, you could get him going, then he'll start saying some stuff. Yeah. Kyle Douglas is a little too polished. Yeah. But he's still, I mean, he's a nice guy. Yeah. I mean, I'm saying. I'd like to hear what they would say off air. Yeah, dude. That would be the juice. That's the unfiltered thing. That's why I was trying to get Paige on this show because, you know, she's got some shit to say. She does. You know? And I told her, I was like, you want to say it? Come on my show, man. Well, like, I don't got enough listeners that you'll get canceled. You know, you're not going to get dropped by any sponsors if you drop an N-bomb or whatever. <laughs> and she's like, well, her problem's not with black people. Her problem's with Instagram hoes and get mm. hogging up all the all the money in the sport, basically. I gotcha. And so I was like, come on the my show. I was like, talk about it. Talk about it. But she never did. So now I, I got to support Instagram hoes. <laughs> well, they are okay to look at. <laughs> eh. Yeah, I have. I'll be honest, dude. When I see a hot chick on Instagram shoot a bow with like fucked up form, and she's like death gripping the bow, nothing makes my dick softer. Yeah, it's just like, come on, how you shoot a bow like that? I know. There's a couple hot ones out there, or sometimes I'll see like a like there's a girl. I can't remember what her handle is, but she's like a redhead from like Scotland, and she shoots a bow. Mm-hmm. And I think on a scale from 1 to 10, most people would give her like a 5. <laughs> okay. But I give her I give her an 8+. plus. <laughs> I like her. He gives you give her an 8+ plus coming from a guy that's a 4. <laughs> <laughs> hey dude, I'm a I'm a California 4, but I'm a New Mexico 11. <laughs> Damn. That's true. I tell you, dude, when I go anywhere where there's a lot of Mexicans, mm-hmm. I get hit on like crazy. I'm like a good-looking Mexican, wow. if I were. Dude, these <laughs> these women in a food mech said they thought I was Pitbull once. Wow. I can see that. Yeah, because I was wearing yeah. aviators, you know? Man, you're so cool. This, this lady goes, my daughter says you look like Pitbull. And I was like, did she say a Pitbull or the Pitbull? We've definitely lost at least 95% of the listeners at this point. No, dude, I think they're no? okay with the banter. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Some of them. Definitely not Archery Hooligan. I think he's he listens to podcasts for actual archery shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um But yeah. Yeah, there's a like a Highland Scotland four. You're gonna have to show me this later. Yeah, she's cool. What's crazy is uh it must be really cold where she lives because she's always wearing snow gear <laughs> indoors. Oh. <laughs> I don't know, I just like white chicks, dude. Ain't yeah. nothing wrong with that. You know? Kind of, it's always been my thing. All right, I gotta. We gotta get off this exit here. One mile. All right. Well, we, we're only at fifty minutes. Let's keep yeah. plugging. Let's keep talking here. Um, you know what you should do? We we should come up with a list of some of the stuff that is popping up at the ATA. I actually have a list. I was gonna save it for Jim Padilla, but 
We can talk about oh, it now. Jimbo. No, you say it for Jim. He's he's your he's your dude. No, why not? Well, like Jim Jim understands. We, well, we pick one of these things. Let's, let's pick one. All right, you pick. Let's talk about the Hamsky weights. The Hamsky weights look sick. Yeah. Now, I do believe they are magnetic. You told me you did weren't quite sure about that. Well, I had I had a brief interaction with them, so with uh, Hamsky weights, with just just what I saw on Instagram. Yeah. It's they crazy. Look pretty sweet. They're they interlock. They're uh, they're their own take on a on the Matthews weight. Yes. So yes. the Matthews weight's really fucking cool because um, they're not threaded at all, and when you you just turn one screw and it locks them all into each other. Yeah. Uh, they call it links. Lo- Hamsky calls it links locks technology. Yeah, uh, they look pretty sweet. Screw the the base onto the stabilizer, and then you can just kind of lock in the weights after that. Not yeah. have to screw each one in. Yeah, I'm looking for the. Uh, I think they're pretty pricey, but three magnets. There's three magnets on each one. Oh wow. Yeah, they look cool. You know. Okay. You gonna get them? No. 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 You not trying to pick Hammy up as a no sponsor, nah. potential sponsor? Yeah. I mean, they're cool. I mean, if, like, if you're shooting the Matthews bars, the bridge lock, you you shoot their weights. But yes, do I see a ton of people racing to the shelves to pick up these weights by Hamsky? Y- you'll get the techies that, that jump on it right yes. away. But other than that, it's like. It's going to be ballers. People that are balling are going to roll these. Yeah, I mean, weight's a weight. Yeah, they look cool, I guess, but if you're constantly taking weights on and off, maybe they'd be beneficial, but yeah. I think they're pretty expensive. Let's but see. I don't see any price listed for it at the moment. I give them props for coming up with something cool. Yeah, it is new. I do like... Um, I feel like the archery industry has cool innovations in waves you know like I, I think I think we're in one of those up waves yeah I'm excited to see some of the new little features on the Excel site like not to suck Matt Mc- McPherson's dick but the the title's pretty slick dude that has you know and the the yeah. new hunting the lift is pretty fucking dope yeah that's pretty cool no Matthew's always Usually does some some good stuff. You, you think know? so? Yeah. I mean, they do good stuff, but as far as innovation, I mean, what we got? We had TRX, for uh, with it. <laughs> well, like I, I'm 40, gonna say, then the 38. Well, I'm gonna say like some of the their biggest innovations recently has been like the switch weight cams. Yeah, switch weight cams are cool. And now they got them on the target. You know that. That was something that's never been done before. Now let's be real. That the TRG riser or the TRX riser, that flat riser, straight yeah. riser, that's kind of changed the game a little bit, you know. Yeah. Well, you see a lot of the other target bows have kind of similarities. Yeah. But starting to copy over. Everyone's got a little similarity. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like. Um, I don't know. I was kind of like anti Matthews for a minute because the TRX just stay the same for like they just didn't care to put out another target bow they're like this is it 
I, I bet you they've had this title built for the last three or four years. Could be. I bet. It could be. I I know. And just didn't want to launch until it was perfect. Until it was perfect, yeah. Which I appreciate. I appreciate that as well. It's not like rushing out a new bow where the cam fucking eats up the serving. Yeah. Or something like that, you know. Um, you know, I studied, like, my, my major was product design. Mm-hmm. So we kind of went through like the life cycle of a product and what it takes like from concept to proof of concept to prototype to, you know, onward. It takes a long time to develop a product. So I it's it a, it's amazing to me that PSE just cranks out bows like, you know. And, and man, that's, that's some of the problem too is – some of these manufacturers, they want to make so many different things in every single year. You know, the the quality for each one is is just not good because they're trying to make so many. Well, it's keep like, in why mind. Don't you, why don't you cut that in half and make them good? PSC's okay. PSC's all right. PSC's all right. You know, they're high end stuff. I think. Okay, here's what I think. The reason why PSE does that, I think they have a chart that's like, okay, here's the axle axles. I mean, I would guess that their in-house thing is like, these are the cams you can pick with this axle axle. You'll need this string, you know, mm-hmm. this length of string. I think a lot of their shit is just inter- interchangeable. That makes sense. So I think they can get away with cranking out, like, really what they're, what are they innovating, really? Uh, just new riser designs, really. Yeah. That little wishbone uh, tuning doodad, that was kind of an innovation for them. I thought that was cool. You know, oh, that's on their uh, on the string set? Yeah. Uh, well, no, it's on the uh, on their on their cam axle. Like, the way they shim their cams now is not with a ton of uh, oh. little black shims. It's with, like, these little wishbone doodads. I haven't seen it. Oh, dude. It's cool. It's cool. Hmm. But that's some innovation that they've done. Okay. And aside from that, though... It's really just risers. Yeah. You know? So, I would guess everything else, limbs, uh, they probably have a series of, like, different length limbs, and then they just run them on a bunch of different... I bet you you could swap limbs on certain You PSCs, probably can. You know? I'm sure some PSE people out there are fucking pulling their hair out right yeah, now. Yeah, your boy Gaius. Oh, Yeah. He's a PSE guy. That's right. All the respect in the world to PSE guys. That's right. We, I, you whoop all of our asses. And yeah, I'd shoot one. Shit. I do know PSE guys though that are like, I need more limbs now, and they're just gonna cycle through as many limbs as they can until they get until they find the good ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, just like Paige and Botech. Yeah. You know, that's what her jam is. You know, it'd be sick. Would be to do that with a Matthews bow. But we got eight fucking limbs now. There are a lot of limbs on those new bows. <laughs> Dude, what if having eight limbs like that? So I had limbs like um, I've had Hoyt limbs deflections checked by Scott Belmar. Uh-huh. And he's told me that they're like, you know, not crappy, but not good. He said like one limb shouldn't even be the deflection is labeled. And I asked him, I said, well, Scott, what bows have the best limb deflection to you? And he's like, Matthews. Hmm. Matthews got really badass uh, limb deflections. I don't think he said they were perfect. I, I, it doesn't sound like his language to say that. But yeah. he did tell me that he, he saw the Matthews limbs were pretty good. 
So if that's the case. If that's the case, we're doing all right. Yeah, we probably don't have to swap too much around. No. I wouldn't mind swapping our inner limbs. Wait, you have black limbs, right? Yeah. We should swap the inner limbs. Be like white and black. Panda? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. I can tell by your reaction your answer is no. I'll pass. Yeah, that's okay. But, I, hey, I like, I like your thought. You know, you're just trying something new. I mean, it would be sick. Might. You just switch one limb entirely. So you just have, like, one, one black limb. Yeah, one black, one black limb, and, and one you'd one have white. one white limb. And you'd just be like, just pretend like it never happened, and someone says something, and be like, dude, I never noticed that. Oh, shit. <laughs> shit, look at that. <laughs> or, or, dude, even better, just deny it. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Hey. That limb identifies as white. <laughs> <laughs> the rest you can't tell it any different. That's the one. That's <laughs> Let me try to shoehorn a George Floyd joke in there somewhere. <laughs> oh, Damn. Well, all right, dude. All right. We're about to hit an hour. Do you yeah. have anything you'd like to add to this? No. We'll we'll uh, we'll do some recap maybe after the shoot. Yes. Tomorrow. Tomorrow we're shooting the spot. Starts at nine o'clock. It's gonna be two qualifiers, and then I, if I remember correctly, Actually it goes until like eleven. Oh fuck yeah, dude! We get to sleep in and go to breakfast. Fuck yeah, man! Two whiskeys and bacon, dude. Dude, this is my Super Bowl. I'm telling you, man. Let's telling go. You. So we'll do that. I'm pretty sure what they do is a qualifier, two qualifiers, and uh, one or two qualifiers, and and then a bracketing system, bracket shootout. Yeah. Uh. I can't remember. Yeah. It's yeah. been a whole year since we've done this one. I know. You remember who won it last year? Not me. You don't remember? Mm-mm. Your boy? A Peter. Oh, Peter. Peter Simons. Peter won it? Yeah. I think. I think Peter won it. Did he not? I don't think so. Hey, Peter, if you're Ma listening. It might have been Randall that won. Randall or Peter or um, Caleb. No, Caleb didn't go last year. He didn't know about yeah. these. Hopefully he's not there this year. I mean, I hopefully he's there. Oh, he's going. He's going. He's going to be here. I told his pops about both. I, I was know. like, you guys got to go. I love that little guy. Yeah. Good people. Yeah. Hopefully they brought some Mitsubishi bars. <laughs> God, dude. As a Japanese person, that just pains me to hear. <laughs> what is it? It's a Masubi. Yeah. I think it's a Hawaiian thing. Here, here nor there. Damn, dude. I don't even know. We're going to take this exit. <sighs> i got to stop smoking so much weed. All right. Um, All right. Yeah, let's. Uh, that'll be this episode for today, then. Yeah. Alan? Let's close it out here. Let's close it out. Yes. Uh, shop for all your good stuff at westcoastarcheryshop.com. Yep. Greatest archery shop in the world. Discount code unfiltered. Ooh. For 10% off. Code. I think 10 to 15% off. I can't remember. I think 10. Yeah. Well. Go there. Go there. Get a title. Get a title. Tell them. You won't be disappointed. Unfiltered. And uh, it'll be all groovy. Mm -hmm. All right, everyone. We'll catch you soon. Latest. Later. What's up, guys? You guys know my opinions on bowstrings. I think the, well, I think the top bowstrings in the world are made by Tom Parkinson. Uh, followed up by uh, Austin Kincaid. Those are some of my two favorites. I'm currently shooting uh, a set of bowstrings made by my good friend Nick Ingham. And 
I would urge you guys to get out and check them out. Uh, Flingham Nation Bowstrings, it's an Idaho company, takes pride in every strand, using only the best material, 452X, trusted by the pros. This is true, myself and Nick included. Well, I don't think I'm a pro anymore, but Nick is definitely a pro. Uh, stretch for hours, uh, ready to go for performance. I know Nick stretches the strings under an insane load. Um, you know, and you guys, if anyone knows Nick Ingham, he's a, an elite shooter. He is, I mean, I don't mean the bow company. He is a badass shooter. He's been on the podium with guys like um, Chris Schaff and uh, Kyle Douglas. Uh, if you guys want to check these strings out, go to flingemnation.com. That's flingemnation.com. Uh, you can follow Instagram, uh, follow on Instagram, Facebook, Flingham Nation. Um, and another thing, guys, if you order a set of strings from Nick, uh, use code UNFILTERED. You get 10% off a set of strings. I, I'm personally all about, uh, well, first, I'm all about Nick. I, I love Nick as a dude, personally. Um, I love his family. And he's he's breaking into string building, and he's building a damn fine set of strings. Uh, I'm going to post up a video pretty soon of uh, me installing his strings, doing some timing setup on my bow. And uh, you guys can see the quality on there. All right? All right, y'all. Check them out. Fling them bowstrings. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Guys, my favorite stabilizer is the Carbon Craft Stabilizer. I've been talking about this bar for three years now. Um, if you guys know me, you know I am a whore for gear, and the one thing I've kept constant is the Carbon Craft Stabilizer. Probably gonna ask why I don't. <laughs> well, quite frankly, the Carbon Craft Stabilizer is the stiffest, lightest, dampest stabilizer I've ever shot. Um, for the money, for the price point, it beats any other stabilizer. Performance-wise, it beats any other stabilizer. Uh, if you're shooting any other bar, it's probably just because you're shilling. All right, check them out. Carbon Craft Stabilizers. You can order them with my friend Brian Webb down in Fresno, or you can call Rudy Sandoval at West Coast Archery. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, guys, I want to share one of my favorite products with you guys. It is the Baker Archery Products Pro Shop Vice. Uh, my buddy Butch out in Idaho makes a sick bow vise. Uh, and you guys are probably wondering, well, why do I need a bow vise? It makes working on your bow super easy. It's one of those must-have things like a bow press. 
um, the shop vise, you mount it somewhere on your table, you know, with it you can manipulate your bow any which way and lock it into a stationary position. You can level your sight axes, you can set up arrow rests, install D-loops, knock sets, shit like that becomes real easy, stuff you can do really fast on the fly. Um, and, you know, you probably do it better quality than doing it just sitting on your couch <laughs> in front of the TV. I'm not the only guy that likes these products. You guys might have heard of Kyle Douglas, and he uses these. If you have any interest in seeing how they work, check out my Instagram. I'm going to put up a setup video where I'm setting up my hunting bow with one of these bad boys. They are sold at BakerArcheryProducts.com for the low price of $240. Through PayPal, you could be paying really low payments, like $22 a month. These things are legit, well worth the money. When you break it down into payments, shit, it, it's cheaper than hell. Check them out, BakerArcheryProducts.com. Tell my buddy Butch I directed you that way so he knows it is worth sponsoring this podcast, okay? All right. Finally, the show is brought to you by my friends Darren and Bet out in Napa, California. They are the owners and operators of DB Custom Coatings, the Coders out of Napa. Um, my friends Darren and Bet, they Saracote bows. They can make your old shitty bow look freaking new and awesome. They can make your boring stock colors look rare and special. Uh, Darren does an amazing job Saracoting. He does anything from solid colors to American flags to fades to anything. I've seen him do a galaxy on a PSE before. It was nuts. Um, he does Casey Caulfield's bow. All right? Check that out. Casey Caulfield on the side of the Lancaster truck. She's shooting the bow that Darren Saracoded. What does that tell you? Darren ain't no slouch. The dude is good enough for the Caulfield family. So, uh... Yeah, Darren's the shit. He's a super cool guy. He does releases too. You know, don't don't just think that he doesn't uh, do other things. I know he's done inserts or outserts. I think for hunting arrows for Chris Schaff. Uh all kinds of stuff. So if you guys are interested, hit him up. DB Custom Coatings on Instagram. Uh, you know, if you're a gun nut, if you can disassemble your your rifle, Darren can Cerakote that shit pink for you. You know. Um, Check them out. DB Custom Coatings on Instagram. Those guys are my friends. They are the one of the longtime oldest and biggest supporters of the show. So show them some love, all right? All right, everyone. Good night. Peace.